AJ, stop that. I have the reading on your microphone <laughs> that it was you. Do you understand? This will be the shit that ends up in the bloopers. <laughs> All right, well, welcome everyone to Scotch and Splendor, the podcast that tastes like The Office and gets you drunk like three guys who spend way too much time caring about a 17-year-old show who make their own <laughs> theories about it. <laughs> Here on Scotch and Splendor, we're talking about anything and everything The Office, but most importantly, theories, side stories, and what-ifs. We are, of course, your co-regional managers. As always, I'm AJ. I'm BJ. I'm Nick. And we're about to take you through an episode that is fully consisting of our own personal major fan theories that we have as super fans of The Office. Yep. All right? We have a few. But first, we want to give a very quick reminder that while you're here and listening to the show, to leave us a five-star review and drop your own fan theory so we can read it here on the show. Who do we got this week? AJ. Hey, this one actually comes from somebody very special, the man who got me started on The Office, my brother, Ray Vens. Raymond. Cheers, Ray. Cheers to Ray. Uh, The fan theory is as follows. He says... What if Ryan actually made a sale and he didn't go on to do become management in Dunder Mifflin? So you're saying okay. what what if he stayed on as sales he didn't go to the corporate New York? Yeah. Okay. So okay. this one's more of a what if than like a It's a little bit more of a what if, but if he didn't go on, yeah, right. And okay. so so it's like okay, if if he if he didn't make a sale Right, because as we all know, Ryan is a terrible salesman. Never terrible. made a sale. He's never made a sale he knows in his everything. entire career. Yep. Um, we've watched him botch it several times over. He did sell me on me thinking he's a piece of shit. Okay. So, <laughs> he did sell Kelly on him being some sort of a supportive boyfriend. Also uh, a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Enough so to uh, leave her own husband and child. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, uh, so spoiler alert. Well, okay. So, so let's think about this then. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Howard. He never, he never made a sale. If he had made a sale, what would like? He could. He might. Yeah, exactly. He may not have gone on to become uh, corporate. Right. Okay. Uh, he finishes business school. He's all focused on business school um, and and getting his MBA and like finishing that up and. But we never actually see him. Case case in point, uh, one of my favorites, the sales call, when he goes with Dwight, <laughs> yep. and Dwight decides yes. to take him under his wing, but send him through this absolute labyrinth of, of tasks and and bullshit. Total nonsense. Just absolute yeah. nonsense. Literal bullshit. Yeah, and and <laughs> that's he, bull crap. That's and bull clients <laughs> can smell it from a mile away. <laughs> yeah. You got it. <laughs> Wonderful. Excellent, Tyam. You're, you're like, 
it's just but it's like i wonder if what if they had actually gone to the sales call instead of like dwight driving him around though and not him and then dwight even forgot about the sales call altogether oh, screw oh. gun the sales call <laughs> <laughs> proceeds to peel tires and flip an illegal u-turn in the middle yes. of town yeah and he's just so he's going on and uh like he they end up walking out and he's like i don't understand well there's no sometimes there's nothing you do everything right. It's like it's like wow they really didn't like me. Yes. No. No, they did not. No, they, <laughs> they didn't they have just, to say it to you, but they did have to say it to your face. They did have to say it to your face. And so, so, but what other what other instances are there? I guess like when 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 do you think would have been the time he could have made a sale? Well, I, th- I think right away in season three, episode one. Yeah. You know, if if they if that was the direction they were wanted to take with Ryan, where he like becomes, which I love. I mean, his character arc is one of the best character arcs in the entire show. I mean, talk about whiplash with that guy. Oh, yeah. My also He's fucking the all over the place. But the worst, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but I think right away in season three, episode one, you know, he takes Jim's desk. Right. You know, it's, you know, the, the cut-in scene is, you know, freaking Dwight cutting his fingernails and blowing it on to Ryan, you know? It could be. Yes. And I think if they would have Gross. established that he then becomes a good salesman, then mm-hmm. then his trajectory of his character would have been completely different. Right. Absolutely. Um, I know, I think, I think the other, the other time is, is definitely like they pair up. Yeah. Traveling yeah. salesman. Traveling, traveling salesman. salesman. Yes, yeah. Thank that's you. one for me when, where he's with, uh, Stanley. Yes. And they're going to visit one of the clients. Yes, yep. absolutely. And, and he's like, Hey, do you mind if I take the lead on this one? Yeah. He's mine? like, mine, <laughs> be my guest. By all means. He's <laughs> just going to do his fucking Sudoku. Mine. Nothing that's would a, delight me more. Yeah. He just leaves him out in the wind like that. And like, so did we ever just determine if they closed that sale or not? I'm guessing they did. They did not. They did not. Uh, That was like, I mean, they don't really say it, but like in this car afterwards, Stanley's like just laughing his ass off. And so I have to imagine my three year old knee. Like, (laughs) it was terrible. Yeah. It just went poorly. Hi. That's a rough rough start to a sales call to begin with. It's a rough start. Yeah. Yeah. As somebody who's done a lot of sales and continues to do sales, and I'm sure that you guys can both attest to this. That's a pretty rough fucking start to a sales <laughs> meeting. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's just Ryan standing in front of a, a like five very serious and stalwart like black businessmen. Yeah. It looks like yeah. the thumbnail of a Brazzers video. It's just the worst. God. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the time on this we can cut that Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, anyways. So, uh, okay. So the what if is, the okay, what if, so what, I guess, what would have happened? What would have been different, AJ? Well, what would have been different is he, he wouldn't have gone to corporate. He would have maybe settled into the idea of he, maybe he can do sales. He would have tried to become more of a salesperson. Maybe he would have tried to would have for, fit in with the sales staff much better. Yeah, exactly. Like it wouldn't have just been, he's this punk kid who's the temp who doesn't fucking do anything. Who becomes ostracized yeah. by, by them yeah. because uh, yeah. he, yeah, exactly. But I still, I still think you always would have been kind of like Michael's assistant, you know, like in his eyes. Okay, you yeah, know, like sure. Because Ryan is Michael's bitch, right? You know? And and well, the but, gas station in Carbondale did not have fresh, fresh yams. yams. <laughs> but I think don't drop the soap. Don't drop the soap. A huge difference uh, if he ended up not going to corporate would be him and Kelly wouldn't have broke up. That's right. Right. Like that's that, true. that lingering relationship would have held on. Yeah. And, and so where would that have gone? Right. Yeah, because it makes you wonder how his lack of confidence affected his behavior in New York when he went to New York, right? Right. So part of his problem is he's never made a sale. He's never had any sort of confidence. He has no reputability with 
the sales staff in Scranton or any of the staff really in Scranton. Right. Anybody that they talk to, I'm sure, anybody who's bitching about Ryan, they're going to be like, oh, I don't know how he got that job. He never even made a sale. Heard it or. Exactly. And so it just undermines any of his authority there. So, yeah, I think that that's probably part of the pressure that pushed him into uh, defrauding the investors and creating the Dunder Mifflin Infinity website that was, uh, for lack of a better term, bullshit. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think that it would have had a pretty large difference on who he became as a person later on. Okay. Maybe he wouldn't have been the dyed blonde hair in Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> <vacation>. <laughs> no, yeah. it's, it's natural. Yeah, yeah, sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you get paid by the year at the bowling alley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he go to, where'd he go? Jacksonville, Florida? Yeah, yeah. Is that right? It was yeah. a great Thai place down there. Yeah. Pad had, Thai. Never had Pad Thai. Pad Thai. <laughs> Well, I, I still think it's a great thing to dwell on. If, if yeah. Ryan, like, I feel like here's here's what I think. Here's here's something we could maybe vote on. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this out yeah, of our discussions here. Okay, if Ryan had actually made a sale, would he become the insufferable piece of shit that he is? <laughs> How about that? How about that? Okay. Can we vote on that? If, All right, let's do you vote. Think, on, yeah. Do you okay. think yes or no? We're down into a full nature versus nurture argument. We're, we are. We're, is he naturally a giant piece of shit, or did he become a giant <laughs> piece of shit because of the circumstances surrounding Correct. him? Because of Dunder Mifflin. I mean, yeah. think about you know season one. Ryan Ooh. is is not the same person. No, 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 no. And I, and he went down just a very dark path. So if he wouldn't have got the job at corporate, he never would have gotten into drugs. He wouldn't have been arrested for fraud. Yeah, I, I think he would have. Uh, you know held his own a little bit more, but he was still, while he was there, slowly turning into a piece of shit. So my vote is, even if he made a sale, he still would be... Is that what we're voting on? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, yes. If he would have made a sale, would he have been a piece of shit? Yeah, I vote yes. He'd still be a piece <laughs> of shit. I think that Ryan Howard, at his most base individual, yeah. is a giant piece of shit. <laughs> I think that regardless of what happened with whether or not he made a sale, even if he was the most successful salesperson in the company, if he was the new Dwight Schrute, I think he would have found a way to be an insufferable piece of well, shit. Well, if he was the number one salesman in the company, it would have gone to his head. And that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, not, it's not like, about if he become the most successful salesman. It's just about if he got his foot off yeah. in, the right, in the right way with being a salesman. No. I think that his lack of confidence drove him to overcompensate when he went to New York. Yes. Which caused him to be, like BJ said, get into his cocaine addiction. Yes. And get into issues of defrauding the investors. I think that if he'd have done well as a salesperson, even maybe perhaps making one sale, it would have started to go to his head and he would have thought, oh, I'm this hot shit with an MBA and I'm making all these sales here in Scranton now. Okay. So you think he would have become a piece of shit anyways? I agree. Yes. I I think he would have been a piece of shit no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to disagree with you both. Okay. And I know that that still overrules me in our ethos. Yep. Um, but I, I, I have to say like thinking about Ryan Howard in his progression of the first time, uh, like, especially in the first like episodes and like, he's really trying at school and everything. And I think, I think it is when he moves to New York, he gets the big head. He, like the moment he gets off that phone call with David Wallace, he breaks up with Kelly. Yep. He's ready to move. He becomes a different person, different clothes. He is all a facade. He is a New York facade of Ryan Howard. And I do not believe he would have, he would have become that person. So, but I understand that I am overruled at this point. Yep. And Ryan Howard is regardless in our 
Scotch and Splenda World. A piece, a piece of, of shit. shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I Fair enough, that. guys. I think it would be fun for us to put together like almost like the Dunderpedia that you have yeah. out there now, but yeah. just of our Scotch and Splendapedia yeah. of just the shit that's in our like our Scotch and Splenda head canon of what right. is and isn't the case. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be fun to put together after a while. Here. I agree with you. Yeah, that'd well. be a great book for the uh, the old toilet. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a, it's a great toilet book. <laughs> yeah. It's not quite coffee table book. No, we'll uh, get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, well, we've got we've got our main topic for the evening coming up here, guys, and it is our big uh, a few of our big fan theories that we each individually have that we'll be discussing round table right off the cuff. But first, we got to have a little bit of that warm me up to get the conversation flowing. Give us some conversation lubricant, BJ. <laughs> I wish you'd right. use a word other than lubricant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as you know, we like to pair every episode up with a nice bourbon, yeah. not a scotch like last week. <laughs> you, you cowards and your peasant palates. <laughs> so uh, once again, we are going to do a high west distillery. Um bourbon it's called a midwinter night's dram and it is a blend of rye whiskeys um so the notes on this is going to be uh it's uh, it's <sighs> aged in a french oak pork barrel um and it's got some caramel and some vanilla and some cinnamon okay so a perfect january okay bourbon all right because they finish up. they finish that guy in port barrels too right yep so it should take on some of that sweetness there too. Ooh, pop ooh, that. Hold on, pop, pop it again for me. Sorry, I was oh, talking. Pop, pop it again, Daddy. Oh. Ah, love that. All right. Oh. All right. Nice well, cheers, it. gentlemen. Cheers, fellas. Uh, let's uh, let's do it. Episode number five. We Episode are here. Five. Cheers. Hmm. This is great. So it's a little hot on the nose, yep. but not too bad. Because it's rye. So rye, yep. generally, AJ, I know you're not a huge whiskey guy. Yet. Mm-hmm. Yet. We'll get you there. Okay. But your ryes are going to be a little <sighs> spicier than something like a bourbon. They're going to have a little right. bit more of that burn. Okay. I get a lot of the cinnamon out of there. I this agree. really is a good winter bourbon. Okay. Sure. Well, I'm glad you guys agree. <laughs> <laughs> How many Splendas is it going to take? For you to get this I one think done? this might be a one and a half. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she goes, can I get some stevia in the raw? <sighs> I love it. <laughs> so I, I really like this. I feel like it's got those good caramel notes. It's got that good toffee. <laughs> almost like that burned sweetness to it. Yeah. Uh, so. But yeah, I don't know. There's almost sort of that acidity that you get from like the port barrels with that port wine that you have yeah. in there. I'll that tell cuts you. cuts through at the end. I'll tell you, I, I know I'm at least, my palate is at least experiencing some sort of growth because I can I can tell the difference between what we had last week and what we're having right now. <laughs> but thank God. From the, yeah. from the heavily peated scotch yeah. barrel aged one? Yes. Okay, tremendous. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's uh, it's kind of similar. It's a little bit spicier. Hold the Band-Aid. I like it. So. Hold the yep. Band-Aid. Uh, thank you. It's good. Uh, damn it. <laughs> Done bringing you my nice stuff. <laughs> You idiots are getting black velvet from here on out. (laughs) This will be great to cook with. Black velvet. (laughs) The staple of every grandma's liquor cabinet in the state of Iowa. (laughs) You're getting getting crown royal apple, and you're going to like it. I don't even know if I'd like that. So, All right. Well, here we go, guys. Um, Who wants to kick this off for uh, bringing us the very first one? I can. That's fine. Let's do it. So, you know, this is uh, the what if episode, and, you know, we just are going to 
kind of riff on yeah. what if something happened. Yep, absolutely. How the show would change. And and uh, what, what if if there's a vote p- available, we may do it for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds fun. Sounds I like good. that. I like that. Let's do it. Okay. So my what if you know, and I chewed on this, and I I came up with a hundred, and I'll throw in a couple other smaller ones, but of course, this, but this is a big one that you could. As a fan, you could have some fun with and really go in, and this one decision could have changed everything and caused a whole ripple effect, the butterfly effect, into what the show would have become and could have wrote some pretty fun fan fiction with it. So Okay. Hit me. So my what if is, what if Pam didn't do the coal walk? So okay. The, the so on episode, beach day, I thought you were day. you started with Pam, and I thought you were going to go to a different place, and I'm not going to say what. But now this is great. Okay. okay. So um, so beach day episode. Um, it's the second to last episode of uh, season three. Okay. Right? Yes. And so you got to think about where they're at in the office universe. Uh, Karen and Jim are dating. They decide to go interview for the job. It's right, the episode corporate. before what we were just talking about with Ryan, where he breaks beach up with day. Kelly. Right. And yep. Job. Right. Okay. Yep. Got it. And so. Right now in the universe, you're on the beach. Michael is giving his speech where he wants Jim and all Dwight and everybody to come up and do the the Steve Martin effect or whatever he calls it, where yeah. he wants them to come up and tell a joke. And yeah. you know, Dwight gets up. Jim says no because he's going to go interview for the job in New York. And, <laughs> and you can see Pam in the background, and she's standing at the edge of the coals, right? Right. And she's going to make the decision to run across and after that decision, she comes back. Yep. She gives her a big speech. Then she goes, stands in the lake um, to cool her feet down. Jim goes over. They have their little talk. Right. And, you know, we know the rest because that's the way the show goes. Yep. yep. So my what if is if Pam did not take the coal walk. Okay. Okay. Yep. So a couple of my theories. Yes. If she didn't do the coal walk, she wouldn't have been hyped up, had the energy, and done the speech. Right. Of she, would, she would have yep. just gone back to the campfire. Naturally. She would have yep. just sat yep. down quietly. She would have listened to Dwight's stupid story about the aristocrats. Okay. <laughs> Season one, Pam. <laughs> yeah. Something and, really wrong. <laughs> and so we are the, the aristocrats. <laughs> so I'm just going to bullet point <laughs> Great. Some, some future happenings. Yep. And you guys, you guys feel free to jump in. Okay. Yep. Okay. So Jim would have gotten the job in New York because if, if Pam didn't do the coal walk, given the speech, they would have had their talk. I don't think Jim, I think the reason Jim decided to withdraw his name, because we all know he did. Yep. He withdraw his right. name for Pam, right? And then broke up with Karen. Yep. Because of the coal walk, essentially, yep. I think. Sure. So Jim would have gotten the, the job in New York. Karen would have moved there with him. I think while Jim um, would have been good at his job in New York, he would not have done anything Stellar. Huge or stellar. Okay. And he would have been kind of mediocre at his job there. Anyway, I think Jim and Karen would have ended up broken up, breaking up anyway. Okay. Okay. That's big. Yep. And I think because Karen just, said she'd move to New York for Jim correct. if he got the job. Right. She would have. And she and she did in yeah. this universe, this yes. alternate universe. Yes. Okay. So then Jim um, now gets approached by his friends about the job in Philly. And right. With no Pam tie, he takes it. Right oh, of away. course. All in yeah, right He's away. got nothing else holding him down. So Jim goes to Philly. Okay, meanwhile, back in Scranton, um, Jim gone, completely cut off from the office. Toby finally gets the courage to ask out Pam. Toby gets a shot? Toby gets a shot with Pam. Toby oh, takes boy. a shot with Pam. Okay. Oh. And Pam says yes. 
Really? Because okay. oh, he wow. she thinks that Jim is gone and done, and she's always had a little like we discussed in the last ep- you know yeah. one of the pre- previous episodes. I think I think Toby would have gotten a shot. He finally would have done it. Obviously, he never would have moved to Costa Rica. He would have proposed unnaturally early to Pam, and I think Pam would have said yes as something she was supposed to do. Okay. Wow. So in this universe now, Jim is in Philly. Toby, Pam are engaged in Scranton. But Pam still isn't happy, so she decides to go to art school, just like she would have. Okay. Art school in New York? Yep. I think she would have avoided New York altogether, and she would have, because if you remember the episode where um, she goes to the school and talks to the graphic designer, yeah, and he's like, where are the good places to go? New York or Philly. New York or Philly. I think Ah. she would have chosen to go to Philly. To, because to, Jim is in Philly. Because well, no, because Jim's in New York. She oh, excuse Jim's, me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's she right. still thinks Jim's in New York, but right. Jim's actually in Philly. Okay, okay? so yes. she would have went to art school, and they would have met up in Philly, and they would have seen each other in Philly. And they would have seen each other in Philly, and I think it would have been like season one, two, all over again, where she's engaged to Toby. Jim's now single again, obviously still in love with Pam. She's in art school, and Jim slowly wins her away. And she ends up quitting Dunder Mifflin to go be with Jim and Philly. Toby Briggs becomes a screen strangler. Boom. <laughs> of our Boom. Boom. <laughs> so that I, is my wow. what if theory and how the show would have been completely different if one little decision was different, and that is Pam didn't walk the coals. Okay. This okay. is let me go ahead. I'm gonna dive in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm definitely uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, anybody who's listening. Holy shit, did I not go that deep on mine? Wow. <laughs> and I apologize to you at home. I'm going to say, that was, that was phenomenal. That's incredible. Well done. That's, that's, thank uh, you. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I, I have to say real quick, like, I, if there's some, anybody out there writing fan fiction, fuck you. We, we won. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Cool. Anyways, Nick, you go ahead. Do what you're going to do. Yeah. So, okay. So, the only point where I think I disagree is I think. Pam doesn't go to Toby. I think that Pam regresses and takes Roy back. Okay. Because she already did at one point when Jim was with Karen. Is that correct? Yep. Later on, she takes Roy That's back. They decide to give it a give it a try again. I think she ends up back with Roy there in Scranton. But and Roy would have already been with his new future wife. At that point, right? By that point? By this time. I well, okay. So they only they were only together for about a year before they got married, right? Well, we need a continuity check here because when yeah. did Pam gain her confidence in saying of this is it's a whole new Pammy and don't yeah. call me Pammy? Was that after the coal walk or was that That was after the coal walk. That was in that that uh, speech, wasn't it? No, that would Pammy, been... Pammy's getting what... Oh, no, I'm no, sorry. No, that's that a talking head. That's right. Yep. Yeah. She's talking about Pammy's getting what she wants. Yep. Like, and they're, they're, at, Pammy. they're at the bar. She orders two... You're right. Yeah, they're at that yeah. bar. Yep. They order because two, that's... that's when she divulges to Roy uh, that, that they, they kissed. kissed. Yeah. So that was before the coal walk. That was before. Yeah. Yep. And so I think that was like her buildup you know, gaining confidence and courage, okay. which is led to go. the coal walk. That's fair. Right. So, so then. Touche. Yeah. I sit corrected. Yeah. Yeah. So they would have already been completely done. Roy was already fired at that point. For, right. And I think, I don't think Pam would ever go back to that though. She after wouldn't that go back whole, again. Uh, no, after not after that explosion yeah. of him and his, right. his cousin, is it his cousin, brother, no, Kenny? His brother, brother, his brother, yeah, brother Kenny. 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 Yeah, still the jets. Took a bath. On took the a jet, bath on jet the jet skis. skis. <laughs> We're going to get hammered. <laughs> I had yeah. to pay. I had to pay him off. So jet I, uh, ski money, all of yeah. it, all of it. I'm gonna kill Jim Halpert. 
that's like, I like how they make it seem like that's why he's gonna kill him. But yeah. anyway, sorry. So yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't. Uh, Touche. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's excellent. Okay, that's, what else? So you guys there's, got? there's your continuity. I, I think on that, um, I do. Boy, the 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 flip flop of of New York and Philly and the avoidance, the attempted avoidance. That's that's prime prime writing right there. Um, I would have to say that. Um, the only thing, the only thing I can think of to try to maybe interrupt you, okay, is why would Jim have Jim and Karen have broken up? They seemed honestly very happy, like they could work, but the, honestly, everything that interrupted Karen and Jim was the idea of another woman, Pam. Okay. So do you think just? Uh, I just think they would have ended up breaking up, and I, mean, I think part of that is because. Jim would never be over Pam, okay? And I think Karen, eventually, that would weigh on their relationship too okay. much, even though they're in New York okay, and they're trying to start a new life. Yep. I think it would have just always been like a thing hanging, and I think eventually they would have broken up. Right. I don't think they were destined to be married. Yeah, because you got to think. You got to think about it. Even though, like, she tries to make the point, like, I'd move here with you. It's like, look, there's there's one too many people in Scranton, and it's yep. like, it's like, okay, yeah, I get it, but. You still work for the same company. Yeah. Yep. And Karen might move there and everything, but at the same time, Jim is going to have to interact with Pam in some degree. It could, I think, whether I it's think, just in store visits or, excuse me, in uh, like branch visits or exactly branch like visits. My favorite like he's, branch. <laughs> he's still going to have to see her anytime he comes again, back to review Michael, who is a total shit show. And you have to, and you have to think about it's going to come back around. That we're going to get some sort of, I would think of it as some sort of reiteration of Jim and, or uh, I'm sorry, Michael and Jan hitting hitting it off for some odd reason and kissing, and then you you know what I mean? Okay. Like, he you think basically Jim would end up making out with Michael after a correct night at Chili's. Yes, yes. It's <laughs> a hot take. It's a hot take right there, gents. I think Jim. No, but I think I think he would come back eventually and be like, and there'd be maybe it would just fuel the jealousy of Karen. Maybe nothing actually happens, right? But it fuels the jealousy. Yeah, and I also think Jim is a avoid an issue if possible, correct type of guy, one hundred percent. So I think he would spend ninety eight percent of his time at every other branch, right? And yeah, that's Scranton. fair. And like then he would just he just wouldn't go there. Only goes in times of absolute right. Necess- I mean, and, and he could justify it as this is the most successful branch. Okay, the other ones are struggling. I need to go focus my energy don't need- because truthfully, yeah. as like like a, a you know a vice president of an area, where do you need to spend your time anyway? The places that need it. It's the squeaky is, wheel that gets the grease. Yeah, exactly. you need to focus your all your energy on the, the branches that aren't producing profits. And, That's right. And yeah. Scranton can just be left alone. Plus, you won't have to deal with seeing Pam. You won't have to deal with seeing Michael and Dwight. Especially when I have to just, deal with seeing Michael. Yeah. Yeah, I think he would just avoid it. Can you imagine Jim as Dwight's boss's boss? <laughs> that fucking dynamic is something I want so badly. That's something I would yeah. love to have. Because uh, you know Jim he would have the have... authority to do things like tell Dwight officially that he is assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> like, oh, oh that's oh man, that's mean. <laughs> the, the, it's only funny when they're equals. The depth of jo- <laughs> the, the depth of jokes he could somehow play on him. Like as at that level, oh or, my god! Or you know, Dwight is a person who jumps on the stones that you that you throw in front of him. He yeah. Right, he only steps where you tell him it's not hot, right? Yep. Or and like where it's safe. And 
uh, follows the breadcrumbs, if you will. He he only does that. He he's such a rule follower, and Dwight could just make up these new rule, you know, that kind yep. of a thing. Oh wow, yeah, that'd I'm be just amazing. picturing Jim sending out memos to like the Scranton branch about dress code and outlawing like shades of yellow dress shirts, yes, <laughs> and things like that. Oh, my like Dwight God. just having a fucking meltdown yeah. over it. Oh, I love it. I mean, he would have been better at his job at corporate than Ryan was for sure. They, yeah, David Wallace definitely would have been. Let's let's address that. Had Jim not withdrawn from consideration, Jim gets that job over Ryan, right? Hundred percent. Are we all in agreement? We can vote okay. yes on that. Yes. Jim's more of a peaceful person. He's got more of an and established sales background. Like, he loves Jim. Yeah. Yeah. We knew he was going to get that job if he had stayed in the running. Yep. Right. Hundred percent. Yeah. So love it. Cool. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's a that's, that's a, a big one. Dynamic. I think that's really fun, and I love how it actually comes back around that they end up meeting up again, anyways. Yes. And I like yeah. that because I think they're destined to be together. Yeah. So like when I was like star I'm like, this is how it went. That's brilliant. Know? I fucking love that. That is a wonderful way to kick this off, Nick. I'm shooting it to you. Does it feel bad? That I feel bad for Toby in that situation, in this <laughs> fictional scenario. I'm like, God, that guy can't catch a fucking break. <laughs> <sighs> I can't say it enough, but fuck Toby. Fuck <laughs> Toby. No wonder it's your theory, BJ. You hate Toby breaks and becomes the Scranton Strangler. Yeah. No. Pins it on uh, George Howard Scub. <laughs> George Howard. Somehow manipulates George. We are going to do a Scranton Strangler okay. episode. So we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. Stop. We'll get there. Spoiler alert BJ thinks it's Toby. No. 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 <laughs> I know it's Toby. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> All right. Then. Well, yeah. So, uh, so mine is just it's a it's a pretty simple what if. Okay. But I guess we can probably get into the weeds a little bit with it here. But I love it. It's uh, what if Michael Scott Paper Company didn't sell to Dunder Mifflin? Ooh. When they're approached oh. for a buyout. Yeah. By David, Wall- well, indirectly approached by David Wallace and Charles Minor, right. a la Jim Halpert, right. uh, coming down and talking to them to see if they'd be receptive to a buyout. What if they didn't take? What if Michael said, fuck you guys, I'm not getting bought out by Dunder Mifflin. I don't trust what the financial advisor said. I think that we can remain profitable and we can make this work. What do you think happens? I think they go out of business pretty quick. You think so? I think um, I think Michael's able to pivot. I do. I think that they're able to. dishwashers or something else? No. Like, what but he's I, doing is not working. <laughs> I think that they're able to adjust to the new price point. They've got established clients. I think that Michael's an excellent enough salesperson and has these established relationships that he can keep people on with a fairly competitive pricing to what Dunder Mifflin has. Okay. I think uh, I'm trying to formulate this in my brain, but honestly, this is a moment where I do believe that Ryan would actually come out as helping to save this. Agreed. I, I really do, because obviously he's not going to make another sale, because he never made a sale, even as Michael Michael Scott Paper Company. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you're going to have... All he did was put his topless friend Jasmine on the work laptop. Yeah, he's going to make another right? spreadsheet, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> we need another spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've had one of those employees work for me. It was, I'm like, what are you working on? <laughs> oh, I'm putting together... So- Spreadsheet. God damn it! I, I don't want to see it. Quit playing around in Excel and get the <laughs> hell out there. We get it. You yeah. know the formulas. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but I think that this would have been a, a saving grace. Like Ryan realized his mistake after they talked to uh, the the bank about getting a, a delivery driver. Yep. yep. And like after all this, like he he would probably come around and he would say. He would he would be able to convince Michael. I think he would be actually part of the reason as to why 
he would convince Michael not to sell and Pam would be in favor of selling yep. and, and in the reverse standpoint. Right. And because in, in what happened, uh, Mike, he wants the $60,000. Why do you think you'd get it all? Um, but yeah, I <laughs> um, think that Michael Scott, so I'm sorry, I'm coming with more off the cuff here as we're talking. I think Michael Scott sells his condo to help keep Dunder Mifflin afloat. And him and Ryan become roommates in a shitty apartment in Scranton. To keep Michael Scott paper to keep company. Michael that Scott is way paper. better than what I was going to say. <laughs> I, you know what? That's a whole spin-off show on That's its own. That's a spin-off show. <laughs> Michael and Ryan living in a little crappy one-bedroom apartment. Can you imagine the two of them as roommates to keep Michael Scott paper company alive? I love it. Oh, man. <laughs> I can like just picture the scene in my head where Ryan's going out for a night like on the town or whatever, and Michael's like, where are we going? And he's hey, like, what well, are you I'm doing? going out. I don't know what you're doing. It's still the same dynamic. <laughs> yep. They still aren't friends. Yeah. yeah. I just think it'd be it'd be one of those things that like Ryan would somehow come out of this in not necessarily a hero, but but keeping it afloat, like you say. He would yeah. he would be able to use some of his under his schooling and knowledge to help kind of keep this afloat, convince Michael we can flip this around, and then they both come out and I think I think um I th- I do feel like Pam would end up leaving. Pam caves way before Pam, yeah, Pam for caves. sure. Pam finally gets that call from Target. She right. was waiting for, waiting for it. That's she right. Goes, she goes yeah. and, and yeah. she's gonna it's work the dream Target job. just to get the <laughs> job. She gets the discount. So but I don't know. I just don't. Know. I think I think Ryan had a, a like a crappy business school education that he really didn't learn anything. Where he where he learned things, but he didn't really learn he had no application of it yes he didn't learn how to use it so i think i think michael scott paper company would have failed eventually would have gone under but i do love the idea that michael sells his condo to keep it afloat for another six months yeah or six seven months yeah and and then they live together and pam immediately is going to bail and just jim will be you know jim's fine he's still got a job right at that point they're together and i think she would have just found another job elsewhere I okay. Think, Here, I think the I, only I have reason to, that I ha- go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I think the only way that Michael convinces Ryan to move in together is if he offers to let Ryan stay there rent free. Or <laughs> I think that's the only way. If they Michael up. somehow lives in Ryan's mom's basement with <laughs> with Ryan, he tells Ryan there's there's in unit laundry. <laughs> 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 okay, I have to say this now because that's just spurred something. It would, in fact, the the documentary, The Office, would then turn to the Michael Scott Paper Company, a failing paper company, oh. when oh. Dunder Mifflin became successful. Okay. Yep. After they failed out. Yep. And that is what would happen. And Michael Scott Paper Company would again, of course, fail. It's a failing paper company branch whatever you want to say sure. and that is what would happen okay so what so what do we think happens with michael after michael scott paper company fails he gets a job at lowe's or something i don't know or men's goes warehouse, back to men's warehouse. <laughs> well <laughs> sale on khaki pants today it goes back to men's warehouse yeah. oh my god oh no i, I don't know dwight is convinced by charles minor he needs more long sleeve shirts yeah. He goes to shop at Men's Warehouse, finds Michael there as a greeter. I think he would have started another paper company and another paper company. Because he's another. got no shortage of names. That's right. Michael, Michael that's, that's one, one of them. 
That's what I think would have happened. Okay. He would have just continued to start new paper companies. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay. He would have kept trying. Do you think he'd have to move in with like his grandma then at that point? Like, how was he? Well, she lives in an assisted living home. (laughs) Yeah. That's how bad it's gotten. He's he's living there in a community for seniors. Yeah. Okay. Here's this. He's just super fucking into bridge. He, <laughs> he would have gone back to Jan. Oh, oh man! Shoot! Yes, because yep, Jan at this I point is right. successful at the, white, at pages. the white pages. Yes, yeah. and he would have gone there, and he would have become a great like salesman. Yep. Or yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, and he would man. live the rest of his life in, in misery, misery with, with Jan. Jan. Yep. Wow. There you go. That's a sad what if. That's a sad yeah. one. I didn't mean to take us to <laughs> such a dark place here. Boy, oh boy. I'm going to go did. back to Jan. Yeah. <laughs> I hate I hate Jan. Oh, God. I'm not strong enough. BJ's she was makes very... me do a lot of things I don't want to do. <laughs> BJ's What If was very early 2000s rom-com, and mine is yeah. very much modern-day A24, just fuck just... your whole life type of movie. Just... just... <laughs> Post, yeah. just TV post Game of Thrones. It's like, yeah. well, <laughs> I'm a. Uh, That's my best. <laughs> yeah. I'm a romantic, okay? I want to see Jim and Pam end up together. In your universe, they are still together. It's just fucking it's sad. It. But if Michael Scott Paper Company didn't sell, then Michael and Holly never would have Correct. married. Exactly. Do you think that Dunder Mifflin comes back with a more aggressive offer? Do you think that Michael is able to bullshit his way into keeping things afloat for long enough that they come back with something more aggressive. That's I know that a Dwight, theory that I could get into. I know yeah, that Dwight like knows that. that they're calling clients and asking for more money. Okay, but and Dwight's Jim was credibility, able to stall him I know, long but, enough. But Dwight, Dwight's credibility at that point is shattered. Shattered with 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 uh, Idris Elba. You two are morons. <laughs> but his <laughs> credibility with David Wallace is o- has always Got been it. nothing. Right. Yeah, that's true. So I don't think anything Dwight ever would have said over the next six months would have made any difference to David Wallace. All he would have saw is the numbers that they're losing clients to, to Michael Right, Scott. right. Okay. So I, I think that that's a fair point. I think that Michael could have done enough to bullshit to keep them afloat, to get enough clients to say, yes, we'll pay marginally more, but still less than Dunder Mifflin, to keep them afloat to where Dunder Mifflin comes back with a more aggressive acquisition offer. Right, right. So I guess my what if goes from... What if Michael Scott Paper Company didn't sell the first time? What if they didn't sell in the first meeting? Because after that, I think they'd come back with something more aggressive. So 60000 wasn't aggressive enough. Well, because no. at that point, David Wallace would panic. Oh, yeah. Because if he says, no, we're not going to sell, and he's forced with the, the situation that Michael lays out, which is you've got a shareholders meeting coming up, you're the CFO. You've got to explain why your most profitable branch is, is bleeding. bleeding. One of the best yeah. Michael Scott moments in oh yeah for sure <laughs> in in series you know yeah I think that that's I think that's the situation you get into is David Wallace now has to explain all this to the shareholders right and who knows maybe David Wallace approaches Dwight Schrute to go in in a Prince family paper situation yeah and he has to go in and try and take down Michael and now you've got a whole nother dynamic in there. Masterverse Apprentice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, okay. I think there's I, some fun to that. NBC, call us. We have yeah, spinoffs we've, we've got some available. spinoff opportunities for you. Yep. Um, 
Marvel has Guess shown what? the success of multiverse and what if shows. Absolutely. We have you covered. We'll take screenwriter credits. We'll we take it. executive producer credits. Absolutely. Whatever we you are need. for sale. We'll That's take, right. We'll take <laughs> points on profit. Yes. All right, AJ. Let's okay. move on. AJ, I think, oh, I think it's worth saying. Is there something AJ's. to vote on there? Or no, or we're good. No, I don't oh, no, think so. I don't think so. Okay. I think it is worth mentioning. Uh, usually before these, we discuss a little bit sort of what our points are so that each person can go through and research or reference, have a little bit more to talk about. AJ has kept us in the fucking dark <laughs> about yeah, I, his what if. I've, we have no idea what this is going to be. <laughs> I have hinted at this before and uh, with you guys and also on a, uh, an episode or two previously for Scotch and Splenda. That I do feel like this is a major. It's a. It's my major fan theory that I've decided to divulge on episode five. Uh, episode five. It is, and I'm going to keep it very simple to start. Okay. David Wallace is the downfall of Dunder Mifflin. Okay. Okay. So what's the what if? So what if David Wallace was not the CFO? I don't think this is necessarily a what if. I'm going to add this into a, a, into a fan okay. theory, okay? Okay. So we can vote on this. So yeah, this is a votable. This is votable. Okay. Uh, this is votable. Okay. Um, and you guys can work with me on this as best you can. Every decision that came around after the new CFO came into play, David Wallace, mm-hmm. has Was been bad. poor management. It's all been poor management. You think the only thing that, like, even even in the firing of Jan, which would have been a good move, he didn't tell Jan about that. They didn't let her go beforehand, which was a terrible. I mean, that was yeah, awful. so terrible so thing. Like, to BJ, do. I'm do sure, can way. attest to this. Like, I've I've been in management roles. BJ is in a management role. You don't. List the position before firing no, the individual. What a terrible execution! On that is mine. I, I can't even. I don't even have words. It's so dumb. Yes. it's so dumb. So then he goes on to he he's hoping he's got his ace in the whole gym, but then he falls back to Ryan for whatever reason. Yeah, strictly because he has an MBA. Right, uh, pretty much is what it sounds. And like Ryan's in this. probably a good talker. In an interview, absolutely. Like I, I could totally. He, see I bet him. he's a great interview. I could totally see Ryan's him great at selling himself, right. In an interview, yeah. So, so this goes on to say that he obviously has horrendous hiring skills. He can't read a person right. at all. He's the CFO. Everything he's doing, like he is in charge of financial for Dunder Mifflin. Right. Yep. The major issues with 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 Dunder Mifflin that we find out in the shareholders meeting is financial. We're right. out of money. We're bankrupt. Okay. It's you have in part because Ryan cost him a huge lawsuit. Um, you have, he, he can't hire anybody who's reliable. Not, not even uh, Charles minor was a good hire. Everybody he's hired or brought in has been awful for the company. Well, even, yeah. even if you think later on, when he comes back and acquires the company from Sabre using all of the money from the military from Suck It. Right. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Are we gonna, did you need to address Suck It? <laughs> For those who maybe don't remember. It's a toy vacuum. Just whoop. It sucks out the toys. It's Drumsticks, a, it's, toys. It's a whoop. shot back. <laughs> Arnie from Research has drawn it up. Yeah. Anywho. Um, so he comes back in with all his money. He fucking keeps Andy Bernard on just for the sake of Andy told him 
shit was going south. Another terrible hire. Andy, yeah. who's terrible. How the Worst. fuck does David Wallace not realize Andy's on a goddamn boat for two and a half months? Yeah. No, he, I. He goes in. He he says. He said Oscar says hi. Oscar says hi all the time. Yeah. During the <laughs> during the golden ticket, um, yep. he's he's ready ready to fire whoever fire whoever it was, yep. and he changes cues on that. Yep, and I that's mean, and that's a thing too. Like you wouldn't just come in and say, "Hey, I'm ready to shit can the person who's responsible for this," and then they come back and say, "Hey, Blue Cross Blue Shield said they actually want to do all their office work through us. This was a great idea. It's still not a great idea. Still not great. Right. Had they not come back and said, hey, we want to be the sole supplier of their office supplies, you still lost 50% of that. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was just going to say. Is like, <laughs> So it put you back up to maybe where you were. Yeah. Or like, all the new supplies that they're ordering through them, yeah. are those also 50% off? Right. Because guess right. what? Now you're in a hole. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's it's all these like you're these, right. He sucks. David Wallace is a terrible CEO. Now I'm, I'm going to tell you this, and, and I say this. The reason I started it that way is because I didn't want to influence in the fact that I actually love the character of David Wallace and his interactions. I love him. I think oh, I love yeah. him with yeah. Michael. I think he's an amazing amazing character actor. Um, it's 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 phenomenal. However, he he is he is the downfall of Dunder Mifflin. And and I'm sure that BJ can attest to this too. As somebody who's spent a lot of time dealing with like executives for the company that we work with, like the guy who plays David Wallace does an excellent job coming off as the senior executive in the company. Like yeah. he just does. He's got that attitude, the way that yeah. he carries himself, the way he's that he very speaks with people, his always, mannerisms, the way he talks with his hands. Like yep. he definitely comes off as the senior executive. Like he does a great job with that. I don't think that that's under dispute. But I think you're correct. He's a terrible CFO. <laughs> Andy Buckley I didn't actually wanna, I didn't is, wanna by the way. On this. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Andy, Andy Buckley actually is like a financial advisor yes. or whatever in it's real life. Yeah, he That's actually hilarious. is. He's, yeah. But he became an actor like as a side gig almost, yeah. and he got this role as David Wallace, and he is fucking perfect. He kills it. Oh, he kills it. It's yeah. so great. And he, he's now moved on to just be an actor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's, good for him. Yeah. No, he, he kills a role. I think we all agree that. Yeah. Okay, so David Wallace. Yeah, you're going to have to mull this. Are you still mulling on this? Well, I think okay. there's a lot of things in play, but no, I think, I mean, if we had to, like, go around the table, are we going to do, like, a vote? Well, I, and I think, so I'm trying to think if I have any other final points or, like, that would just be, like, that I could turn this over on I you. Think, it's like, I think it, that he was, like, an okay CFO, but okay. the problem was he is in a terrible business business. Yeah. Like, okay. and that's part of it. Now I am not saying he was helping in right. any way either. Like he, he didn't he had, do anything to fix it. I'm saying he had all the best intentions. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you've, but it was helped. executed poorly. Correct. It's like you're, you're going to Michael Scott for business advice. Yeah. You know, you're that's calling a, him in. What are you doing right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the second Let's time I've we said ordered this some one. pasta. Let's say we do. We can't just keep repeating the same lines every I episode. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get lit up on Twitter lit. or Facebook or yeah. something. They're Dude. gonna say you fucking broken records. Get some yeah. material. <laughs> but it, but it is true. It's just mm. I I just I can't think of any scenario that ever ever came out of this with David Wallace. He David Wallace sent the limo for Michael Scott. Yep. They they're still in the suite with all of the trimmings yep. for the the shareholders meetings. 
He doesn't have any answers. He doesn't have any answers. Uh, he says, you guys are the only thing that's working. He's like, then we're getting bought out. <laughs> All right. All right. If you, are, you, are you done with this? Are you you're ready to vote? Then I take I'll, it. Let's vote. I think. So what What exactly? Lay out I'm the not parameters done again. I can think about it all night. I just, I don't know. I think. Uh, what are we voting on specifically? Lay it David out. Wallace, is David Wallace the, the downfall, downfall of Dunder Mifflin before Sabre was the bottom out? Solely the downfall or the largest contributing factor? I mean, yeah. Like, I think of, that's the answer. Because I, I think that, I think the, that the fact that the entire world has moved more to digital space rather than paperwork is the largest contributing factor of the downfall of Dunder Mifflin. I think that David Wallace's Mitch Management as CEO uh, certainly me. didn't help. Michael Scott can sell paper. To a tree. That's right. Okay. That's right. <laughs> BJ, I'm going to fight you. It's a personal touch, okay? It's a personal touch of a between, salesman. Between your bullshit with the Toby episode a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I think it's, I think it is, I think the phrasing should be uh, David Wallace's decisions in management for Dunder Mifflin were the downfall of Dunder Mifflin. I'll start. Go ahead. Yes. I can't believe I'm saying yes because I had every intent to say no. (laughs) I think no because I think that Dunder Mifflin was a business that was doomed to fail from the beginning. I think that regardless of what happened, no matter the management styles, they were always going to be a business that was struggling hard against competitors like Staples or Office Max. I agree with everything you're saying, but AJ's points of... The like hiring the people he hired mm-hmm. and the decisions that he made, yeah, just contributed to the quicker downfall. That's uh, true, but I didn't think that that was the specifics of but, the question. Uh, but that is like the question is like he did did he contribute the largest? No, was he still a contributing factor? Absolutely. Okay. Ooh, this is a tough question. Well, man. I'm going to vote yes, and it's going to. <laughs> It it's doesn't your, matter what I say. Yeah, it's your theory. Exist in the the ethos. <laughs> I just want you to know I'm a conscientious objector yeah. of the David Wallace theory. <laughs> so yes. I'm just I'm just gonna say, I, I do. I think like all these all these roads lead back to Dunder Mifflin uh being falling out because of David Wallace. E- even bec- and I and to to rebuttal, even when Ryan tried to bring it in to be to to the new world, it still yeah. failed. Ryan but did it to, fail because Ryan's a giant piece of shit and defrauded their <laughs> investors. They made it way easier. The new website was up. It's going to be a lot easier for you to go ahead and and, and buy paper from us. And even even clients said, "Great, let us know when it's up, then we'll talk." And it still didn't contribute. He had to, in fact, commit fraud on the website to make it successful. You I should. think I do think though that the website, in essence, was a good idea. Right. I, I think agree. it was. But I think they needed the Dundermith, like it was just poorly planned. I mean, I think it, they needed all some of sort that. of like a business portal to make it easier to just go in and manage your account and right. replenish what you need to replenish rather than but they, making it basically like an Office Max or a Staples. Right. But they needed the Dunder Mifflin touch. They didn't do it. I mean, the, the execution was It wasn't shit. done right. And, and that come, stems from leadership. Yeah. So not just David Wallace, but the CEO. Dunder Mifflin, mm-hmm. like he also needs to take. He had to sign off on it too. Yeah, and so like I think we're putting a little bit too much blame on just 
David Wallace because there are other. I mean, there's a CFO, there's probably a COO, probably right, a right. CMO. What's the CEO's name? You meet him at the same shareholders meeting where they have the suite. Oh, uh, uh, Alan Brand. Alan is Brand, the CEO of Dunder Mifflin yeah. at this time. So where does he fall on the blame? Because really, Alan it's his Brand company. looked old as shit. I'm guessing he just yeah. delegates stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, he seems like the type of CEO that, like, when COVID hit, he like went to the basement and never came out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah totally. he, he wasn't leading. He's like, let me know when we can come back in office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a good point. Well, regardless of Nick's rebuttals and rebutes, David Wallace is the downfall. <laughs> Um, all roads lead back to David Wallace. I disagree. David Wallace, I think you did a poor job. I don't think it was all your fault. Uh, all roads lead yeah. to David Wallace. That was even, even the website. That was a tough oh. one. It's a tough one. Again, I understand. Tough one. But there again, guys, it's it's why we have these conversations. We're having these conversations so we can help you out there, the other super fans, have these conversations. That's what we like. We like the f- conversations that lead us into things. Like, Another the way. Debate is fine. Even when Nick is wrong, the debate is fine. We actually prefer when Nick is wrong here. Well, I think uh, I think we got a little bit of time, so I'm gonna throw one more what if Hit out it. there. Hit that, it. You Let's know, because like I said, on a lighter like note I here. said, I spend a lot of time on my on my one and I, I just have I have a different one here. Close but, it out with something fun. Okay. What if Andy got Angela pregnant the one time they had sex? <laughs> <laughs> Andy got Angela. He just got Michael Phelps for swimmers. Yeah, just, <laughs> they the only banged time. once, and he knocked her up. Go. Well, I think they obviously launched the debate whether it's Andy's or whether it's Dwight's, and I think the fact that whether or not it came out with a Frankenstein-esque head or came out singing uh, I'm Yours by Jason Mraz and acapella is the determining factor there. Jesus. Oh, uh, uh, if what if what if they got... If they did, then I do think Angela would have tried to really seal the deal with Andy then. Uh, Move up the wedding date and stuff, you mean? Yes. and Cover um, tracks. Right. And, uh, but I do think we would have had a similar, <laughs> similar account of what happened later on. Yeah. Uh, when it's a monster. Look <laughs> the head on it. So, yeah, I don't know. You man. warned me if it was small, you didn't say anything. If it was gigantic, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I think, I think that they would have tried to make it work. I hope. I don't think <laughs> Andrew Bernard has the masculine energy to get any woman pregnant. For what no, it's that's worth. not that's not the what if. The that's what, not if the what if is he did. Yeah, what okay? if he did? He did. They he only did. banged once. Oh my god. And he's just got, like you said, the. I want to see you naked. <laughs> I want to see you naked. I think, <sighs> I think, uh, I think that they would have tried, and I think Angela would have continued to have an affair with Dwight. Right. And then Agreed. I think eventually um, they would have gotten married and then divorced, and then uh, Dwight would have raised Andy's kid like his own, but it would have been like his least favorite of his kids. <laughs> I think that Andrew Bernard would have bankrupted the family buying Easter tone colors for that small child. (laughs) (laughs) He dressed him like life is one big brunch. (laughs) That would have been the best dressed kid on the planet. Why is this child in a light tan pantsuit? (laughs) 
He looks like looks like Danny DeVito and twins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's the end of Scotch and right, yeah. this week there, guys. Yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in and joining us on what was definitely a more Scotch than Splenda fueled uh, episode of Scotch and Splenda. Make sure uh, you guys are shooting us a review. Uh, leaving us that five star, and you're dropping your fan theories for us as well. Definitely want to leave your fan theories for this yes. next episode because oh, yes. next week we are finally doing it, guys. We are talking about what the bum, Scranton bum, bum. Strangler. People have been yelling at us and asking us aggressive and getting aggressive. <laughs> Who, is <it? laughs> Who is it? Who is it? So send us your emails send us your reviews anything you can do to get your theories on the scranton strangler scranton strangler this is a big one this is going to be an ongoing conversation i can't we aren't going to be able to cover it in one episode episode. so it's going to be our first visitation for sure i'm sure we're going to end up going through (laughs) weird choice of words aj Didn't uh, like that. Didn't, didn't like, like that. that. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So make sure if you uh, want to find us anywhere on that social media, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, it's at Scotch Splenda. That's just at Scotch Splenda. No and, no ampersand, at Scotch Splenda. And if you'd rather email us for your fan theories, uh, make sure you shoot it on over to Scotch and Splenda podcast at gmail.com. All spelled out, Scotch and Splenda podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on any social media platforms, you can find me, BJ, at I am the Beach. That's Beach, B-E-E-J, on Instagram and TikTok. Nick, where can we find you? Yeah, uh, You can find me uh, just about everywhere at Nick Morella. That's N-I-C-K-M-E-R-U-L-L-A. Uh, you'll find that on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. On Instagram, you can find me at at Morella Nick, uh, M-E-R-U-L-L-A-N-I-C-K, because that bastard Nick Morella in New Jersey who follows me on Twitter took that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can find me just about anywhere on social media, guys. A-J-A-Y-V-E-N-S. It's AJ Vens. Anywhere on social media, just plug it in and find me. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much again for joining us for Scotch and Splenda. Uh, I guess until next time, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.